Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Owners who are looking to dominate their market and see more profit, more freedom, and more impact from their services. Hey, I'm your host, Ryan Davis, CEO and founder at Service Legend and Cardinal Concrete Coating. Each episode, I'll be interviewing home service legends, industry experts, coaches, consultants, software companies, and a whole lot more. See you guys on the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Service Legend Podcast. Hopefully you guys are doing well. First podcast back from the Thanksgiving break. And we have a, a banger here for you guys today. Um, a real badass, the original badass. I, I would uh, I would beg to differ. Um, Justin, welcome to the show, man. I, I appreciate it. You having yeah, me on, so. Absolutely. Um, what I want to do uh, here with us real quick is um, I'm going to go into my group. And then you go into your group, and I'm gonna hit the everyone tag. Are you an everyone tag guy? I think I've seen it a couple times. Maybe I, I can. It pisses a lot of people off, and I tell them the door is right there. You know, I don't let it hit you. So <laughs> let's see. We'll go into that right now. We'll take a quick pause. I'm gonna manage Streamyard access to your account. Manage access. Let's see. There it is. Ryan, you may have to go into badass and uh, it says manage StreamYard access. It's not letting me. Oh, really? I think. This is one. So, little technical difficulty trying to get all this streamed on different groups here. We'll get it. Yeah, I'm in uh, here now. So, yeah, if you scroll down in badass, you'll see a post a couple down. It, it'll You'll see it. Yeah, I can't see the the stream in yours. Um, but I did hit everyone in mine, and we have a couple people live. Um, appreciate you guys being live. There Thanks we go. Everyone. You see it in there? I had to make it public, I think. All right, well, we'll get rocking here. I mean, I got it going in here in this group, so we're we're decent. Um, if you guys are live, uh, I see three live. Appreciate you guys being live. Go ahead, put in comments. Let us know um, that you're tuning in live. Maybe hashtag live, or also let us know kind of where you're tuning in from. That would be awesome. Um, we've got a great show for you guys today, um, and we're gonna embark on a journey here into the world of concrete craftsmanship on this podcast. Um, thrilled to announce Justin Blankenship, a true innovator in the industry, um, really a pioneer, especially with the Facebook group. And we're going to dive into a couple of different things. Uh, but he's the owner of Blankenship Polished Concrete Surfaces, Services, 
um, from starting as a laborer at 18 to becoming a foreman leading cutting edge crews. Justin's story is a testament to passion, skill, and continuous innovation improvement. Um, and uh, man, I'm I'm pumped. Um, and that's my version or our version, uh, you know, of you. But would love that's to hear cool. just a little context, man, to you. And um, we can dive a little bit into the origin story and how far you want to go. But uh, just a little context to Justin. Um, what what kind of led up to this business, and then maybe you can kind of end off kind of where you're at now. Yeah. So that was a little short, sweet intro that crammed 16 years in it, and I fought like hell to get here. Um, so yeah, real quick background story, 18 years old, running with the wrong crowd, doing the wrong things, like many of us, young and dumb. At that point, my father, Tim Blankenship, which a lot of the older cats know, some of the guys at Badass know, at that point, he already was established in the industry. He was a head estimator, project manager for uh, another company who pretty much he was over, I don't know, 30-something crews. And like I said, the head estimator. So, you know, he literally threw me in the mud, started pouring concrete. Uh, you want to talk about hard work, uh, get out there and do that. Mm. So did that for the first few years, then got into running all the heavy equipment, the grade in, the, uh, you know, the front end loaders, all the, all the cool fun stuff. You're a little kid, you get to play with the little toys. And then I grew up and got to, you know, drive the toys. Um, so we, you know, I started off pouring concrete. That company then bought a concrete grinder. Uh, they, they picked me, put me on the crew. I picked it up, ran with it. The economy crashed. They let all the high paid salary guys go. And then my dad started his business. So at that point, I already had a little bit of experience um, grinding, polishing. Um, and then finally, I just said, you know, put me in coach. Let me do it, dad. I'll, I'll do it. I'll show you. And uh, he handed, he, we had the concrete crew that poured and we had that crew. And I learned everything by trial and error. Back in the day, we didn't have badass in these forums and nobody to call. And uh, I remember vividly, I called my dad. What do I do? Do the best you can, son. Figure it out. That's a lot of pressure. And uh, you're going to sink or swim. And, uh, I, you know, now I look back and I thank them. That helped build the, the problem-solving skills I have now as an entrepreneur where, you know, we're always faced with so many issues and, and problems. And you guys come to you for this, that, and the other. And, you know, our job is basically to be a firefighter. How I relate being an entrepreneur is, you know, you're constantly on fire. You're patting this fire out, rolling downhill. And then as soon as you about to get your breath, here's a new fire. And that's just life, right? But as you as you go, you get you know it don't get easier. You get stronger. So your problem solving skills just they're second nature, right? It's like all right, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, and you know your brain almost works like it just on a different level strategically, laying shit out like an assembly line. And you know there's a saying that leaders see more and before versus mm -hmm. the people in the front line only see what's directly in front of them. Us in the back we see it all and that's how we can manage engage and and do what we do so yeah man i love that um and then what's your dad do now you know i know this is about you you know on the podcast but is he uh at all in the business or or, or anything at all right now or yeah so um him and my mother they own blankenship concrete polishing llc they're still alive kicking and thriving they do Awesome. Um, all large scale commercial polishing, a lot of government work, a lot of schools. Um, I used to hate, hate, hate epoxy. We did it a few times when I was younger. I told my dad, don't do it no more. I like this stuff. There's too many variables. 
first polish I can control. You run this grit and that grit. And, you know, then I started my own. And uh, it's funny. Like, what happened? Because, you know, you people are badass. You hate epoxy, talking this and that. And now it's like my bread and butter. It's second nature, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, they're still kicking. And it's funny. After five years, they we actually just completed our first sub job for them last Friday. And No way. That's I, cool. Talk to him earlier, more to come, but yeah, we're uh we're both kicking, so yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's that's really cool. And are you guys kind of in the same area over there? They're 20 minutes down the road, but the difference yeah. is we have a whole different business model. Now yeah. they do all large-scale commercial for big GCs, where I do a lot of residential plus a mix of commercial but normally direct for owner right they do all the public invites this that we don't really get into that game um but it's funny because i had a meeting a while back at the um the true value distribution center i go to a meeting ten thousand square foot floor i get done and uh i said well you know we had one other bid we'll get back with you come to find out i posted up where i was going my dad said i'm the other bid <laughs> And I said, well, may the best blanket ship win. <laughs> and sure enough, I brought home a $75,000 contract. There we go. Yeah. Out there, but, uh, you know, I've really <laughs> honed my salesman game dealing with homeowners. Whereas him, he's in the commercial world. So he deals with GCs and architects. So it's a different craft. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 we were chatting a little bit before we got on live, um, how I worked at Steve's. Now that was full residential. Got that insight. Um, but before that, I didn't mention actually. Before I worked for Steve's on the residential side, I was uh, I worked for uh, a company, Michael Flooring and Surface Coating USA, and um, it's an eight-figure flooring company, VCT Flooring Carpet, um, and that was my first job in really what we do. Um, I was a commercial estimator, so I you know I bid on jobs, but they added coatings like sealed concrete, FedEx, UPS, all these big jobs, and so I would do the commercial estimating on the online bid sites and all that type of stuff, um, and so I. I actually like that world a lot. Um, but yeah, it's a whole different business model. But I think it's cool how you guys, like just how you guys are still connected, still kind of in the same world. I think that's pretty cool. Um, you, you know, know you see a lot of that, you know. It's funny because our name, our business names are so similar. At the time when I started, I didn't do codings or I sort of incorporated that in there. I just kind of grew into it. And, um, you know, people will, will call my phone thinking that I'm with him or, looking for timber, you know, I'll have GC send me uh blueprints and job info. And I'm like, okay. And there's really trying to get a hold of him. And he's like, Hey now watch it. And I'm like, Hey, that came to me, you know? So that's hilarious. But yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I, um, you know, pumped to have you on, um, well overdue for sure. And I know my first memory of seeing you online was when I first got into the, um, started the marketing company back in 2019. Um, it was probably one of your groups, but I would, you know, completely spam the groups like who wants leads, right? Hey, you want leads. And I would do that early on. Um, but I remember you, you know, being there and I didn't really know who you were exactly at first, uh, but I knew you were just like this, this presence. Um, and I didn't know you even owned the, the group at first. I didn't figure that out until, I don't know, maybe a year ago, you know? Um, so it's cool to connect just in general. And um, I want to ask um, for you is if you could share um, a pivotal moment um, earlier in your career, when you first, you know, when you started your career here in this, in this, um, like in the actual business of the business um, of your career, but 
share like a pivotal moment that fueled um, the passion uh, to work with Concrete Coatings, work with what you're doing now, and really ultimately what kind of led you to specialize in in what you're doing now. But like again, like the pivotal moment early on in the in the in the business. So starting out when I was younger. No, like when you started uh, the business, actually Blankenship. Um, what was like a pivotal moment early on in that in that season? So when I started my business. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, a pivotal moment in regards to. And something that like was a pivotal, like a pivotal moment that like fueled the passion, you know, because so a lot of times like, you know, you see it all the time, right? Like the companies, you know, they're a year in, they're a year and a half in it, two years in, and it's, you know, it's end of the world sometimes, right? They don't know what to do. But, you know, I feel like for me, what I see is there is a unique passion um, in the entrepreneur that keeps going, that keeps figuring it out, right? That gets into that next problem or issue like you're talking about, but doesn't like freak, you know, hey, it, it's 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 another problem. And I'm, and I'm just curious, like if there was any pivotal moments early as you started the business that that kind of kind of fueled the passion to keep going, I guess is a better way to say it. So the beginning obviously was very rough. You got to think that I came from being a foreman for over a decade. Um, I had a salary, I had comfort. Um, But ultimately, you know, my parents' business, uh, their goals and visions were different than what I had in mind. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they, you know, they always said one day this could be yours. They had intentions to hand me that business. And uh, like I said, our our vision just didn't align. Um, So I decided to do it myself and I didn't know how I was going to do it. I, I started with nothing, not a grinder, not a dollar, not any knowledge. Um, so I, you know, I went from being, you know, Billy badass foreman to, I got humble knocked on my ass really quick. You know, luckily by that point, I, you know, I already had created badass. I already had some resources, some connections, and that really helped me out in my early, uh, stages. Mm. Um, for that, you know, like a brotherhood of camaraderie and, you know, my name at that point had already built to, you know, I guess somewhat what it is today. Um, but yeah, something inside of me, I just refuse to be mediocre. Like you, you have to have a fire inside of you that burns like no other. And I refuse uh, to fail. That's it. I just refuse. I won't allow it. I won't accept it. Hell, not even with my kid. I drive my kid like uh, I got SOPs for her chore charts. No um, way. Like, you know, that's no. loser mentality. Uh, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to, you know, uh, the other day, you know, simple as clean the toilet. I, I made her do it three times. Uh, you know, if you want to be somebody in life, mm-hmm. to have an easy life, you must conquer the hard task. If you only want to do the easy task, you're going to have a hard life. And I can tell you, you know, I, I've definitely not made it to where I want to be, but I can look back. I remember sleeping on floors, being in jail cells, doing dumb stuff to where I am today. And it's very humbling. Just the other week, I was I was blessed and fortunate enough to um, gift my wife a Mercedes for you know an early uh, birthday Christmas present. And in that moment, I got lost just reminiscing in the past. Mm-hmm. And people, oh, it must be nice. You know what? It it is. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a cuss word in there. I'm trying to catch myself. <laughs> you know what? All those you know the saying, all those late nights, early mornings, the sacrifice, the all that it wasn't nice, and I think nowadays we live in a uh, 
a day and age of instant gratification. Everybody gets a trophy. You mm -hmm. order something that's at your door. Nobody wants to work hard for it. It's hard. Let's give up. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I was raised by the older generation and you didn't complain. You didn't whine. You put your head down. You did the work. You got it done. You didn't boohoo. You, you can go home and boohoo to yourself and to your old lady in privacy, but you know, that's it. Mm -hmm. So, but for me, the, the turning point was, you know, basically I was scared shitless. I was a wreck mentally my first year, two years. It was pretty horrible. And, uh, you know, I always put on that brave face and uh, I got through the storm. And I, when I got through that storm, you know, I came out stronger. The old saying is either going to make you or break you. It's going to make you better, make you bitter. So now I don't went through that. And, uh, you know, when I started this, a lot of friends were already entrepreneurs. They said within five years, you're either going to A, go bald, B, be gray, or C, be on crazy medication. <laughs> I'm going gray at 34. So, yeah, well, I got some, and I'm not sure if I should do it on the podcast, but like, you know, you can kind of see them starting, you know what I mean? Uh, and I got them on my, my hair is like jet black. So you get in that light and I keep them on. I keep my hair short, but I get in the, in the bathroom in the light and I see them glistening in the light. I'm like, <laughs> I got a name for every one of them. You know, <laughs> this one's that worker. This one's this one. This one's that bill. But you know, it's the life that we take on and, uh, you know, no risk, no reward. So, yeah, no, I love it. Um, and I think it's so important for people to hear that, um, you know, because, you know, it, yeah, it's not easy, you know, and, um, you know, I think a lot of people can make it look real easy. Like you mentioned on social media, um, you know, you see guys like Tommy, for example, we were chatting about him. It's like, you, know, you see that. Right. And, 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 but there's, there's just different levels and there's different things going on and you don't know what people are going through when you look at their Instagram or Facebook and things like that. Um, but business is real. And I like that you share, you share that one thing that stuck out to me, Justin, was the, um, um, you starting badass, you know? And I think that was kind of a turning point. It seems like, cause you almost created your own brotherhood, your own community. Um, and for me, I mean, that, I mean, that's a trailblazer, you know, and it seemed like that helped you out a lot. Um, I saw a post from a buddy of mine. He said, every man needs a mentor, um, a, a brotherhood and a mentee. You know, so we're learning from somebody, you know, we've got people we're communicating with and we're in community with, and then we're also pouring into other people that are a step behind us or below us or what have you. Um, I agree. Yeah. And for me, that stuck out. I saw that this morning and it just kind of is in alignment with what you're saying. Um, could you dive into that a little bit more into the Facebook group? Like what, like, how did that even come about? You know, like, was it just one night you're just woke up out of a 3 a.m. Uh, kind of dream, like I should start the Facebook group or like, how did that come about? So, the, the, you know, there's obviously always an abundance of groups out there. Even today, oh, I'm starting a group and I'm sort of shaking my head. Like, <laughs> we don't have enough already, you know. Um, But this was, you got to think, Badass was created somewhere between, I think, eight, nine years ago. Could be, you know, between seven and nine years, somewhere around there before I was self-employed. Oh, really? Okay. So you started that before you started the company. Right. Wow. So basically I was in uh, a number of other groups, some at the time that I guess had a decent following and they were just not ran by the best people and efficient. And it was almost just a fucking shit show. Basically people just attacking each other. 
and full of drama and just dragging people's name through the mud. And it, it was just horrible, you know? And I said, you know what? I think I can do better. And at this point, that group done been around for X amount of years, had X amount of followers, but <laughs> something inside of me made it my mission to surpass that group and make it obsolete. And I don't even know how many members that group has a day. I haven't heard nobody say the name of that group and shoot, I don't know how many years. So I think it's pretty much become obsolete. And from a lot of the cats I talk to, they pretty much say badass is number one. It's their go-to. It provides a lot of knowledge, um, resources. It's basically an industry resource, an industry tool, whether, you know, you're out of town in whatever city you're not familiar with. Hey, I'm in, I'm in blah, blah, blah. Where would I get this? A local is going to tap in and say, Hey, I got you. Or, Hey, go over here. Um, post your work, get help. Um, you know, people are selling this and selling that and whatever, but it's, it's overall just a, a great tool. Basically, I'm the kind of guy that when I, when I set my mind on something, I'm all in or, or, you know, all not, right? I have a very addictive personality. So I'm going to give it 150 or I'm not even going to fool with it. So, <laughs> you know, you can't see, you know, well, you can see a little bit here. So I got my first tattoo at 17 and now my entire body's almost covered. So addictive personalities can be good in some cases and bad in others. And I've done got through the bad to get to the good. So. I love it, man. Yeah, well, I'm a little jealous of the tattoos because I, I got, I got this one when I was 18, and I got this one um, like a 19, and then um, I got to get the arm finished. But um, actually, my tattoo artist is coming out from San Diego early uh, December, so I think I'm gonna finish my arm. But I'm a little jealous of the tattoos because I always, I grew up in Southern California, in um, you know, um, in Temecula area or Hemet, California, kind of uh, Riverside County, and um, Everyone that, you know, was riding motocross, you know, things like that. And um, all tatted up like Twitch lived in Temecula and Brian Deegan lived in Temecula. So growing up seeing those guys, I was like, dude, I want to freaking be these guys. Like SRH was big back then and, um, you know, uh, Metal Militia and then all that stuff. Anyways, I always wanted to just get arm, arm, legs, everything. And, uh, you know, it didn't work out, you know, as uh, as good as you did. But uh, well, um, Going back on the, the funny stories about tattoos is um, it happened, to, you know, it was like I was seeing a girl when I was younger and they said, hey, you know, two houses up, this guy does tattoos. Well, the guy that did tattoos is my wife's uncle, who obviously wasn't my wife at the time. <laughs> so I was always going over there getting tattoos, doing this or doing that. Me and the other other old girl broke up and there was Vanessa. And a lot of people who know me, they know Vanessa. Um and uh, you know, nineteen. And shout out to Vanessa because we know she's working hard now, uh, helping the business a lot. So shout out to her. Yep, yep. So she's actually, you know, over there sending out invoices and emails right now, allowing me the opportunity to free up my time. Um, but yeah, so that that's how that came about. Um, tattoos led me to my wife and basically my my partner in the industry. Um, she put in all the groundwork with me, literally pushing eight hundred pound grinders for hell almost ten years. Um, and now she has my back down there doing all that admin work now. So, you know. Yeah, I love it, man. Um, for those that don't know, um, give us a little context to what your company does now, like services, maybe employee size, and just kind of maybe like just anything new that you guys are up to that, you know, you want to share. Yeah. So <clears throat> as far as services, we started off just doing polished concrete. 
Uh, we did grinding seals, you know, we do a lot of those. And then, you know, we quickly realized you, you're going to get a, um, you have a broader audience, obviously. The broader your services, the broader your your target clientele, right? Mm -hmm. So now we do, you know, we do polished concrete, grinding seals, epoxy flake, epoxy quartz, metallic epoxy, um, countertops. Um, that's the gist of it. We, you know, I want to say we basically do it all in the industry, minus we stay away from urethane cements. I just at this point we offer so many. Why well, teach you old dog a new trick? Uh, we're already offering more services than most of our local competitors and uh i think a lot of companies in general um and that's really what sets us apart is our uh diverse um skill set i think so you know right now i had up to five employees i'm down to four um but i am the salesman for now we're, we're in the process of growing and scaling and that's something you don't want to just dive into head first we've grown tremendously but to get to the second third fourth crew you got to have a lot of systems procedures policies or it's just going to drive the owner mad and i i'm mad enough without the extra stress so um you know i'm actually undergoing a um a master business class now personally um i've invested a lot of time and money into it taking in content um and they you know assignments and i got a business coach now uh, I got a life mindset coach like you was talking about. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side of that, uh, you know, I like to think I am somewhat of a um, a coach, a mentor, not only for my employees, but, you know, some other cats out there on the group and in general, because I think what makes a great leader is someone who's lived a, a full life and experienced everything. And mm. by looking at me, I'm sure you can tell I've experienced a thing or two. <laughs> um so I think that makes me a better leader being empathetic, but then it's a fine line as a leader that you tell between empathetic and a pushover because some people will take that kindness for weakness and you, you got to let them know that you still got that dog in you. I'm trying to help you. Don't make me bite you. Right. So. Yeah. I love the way you explain that. It, it you know makes so much sense. Um, I also like how you mentioned like being that coach uh, to the team. You know, I think back in the day, you know, it's like, developing that culture in the company, like, you know, it's, it's really hard to build culture and build a great team. If, 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 if it's like, you're a boss, right. And you're just like barking and telling people what to do. And, um, you know, I know I've had my fair share of being in that season where, you know, you, you think it's everybody's fault, you know, and there's this book, um, um, called, uh, surrounded by idiots. <laughs> And it's, it's, uh, it talks a lot about the disc, um, assessments, things like that. But, you know, for a long time, it's like, dude, is everyone an idiot around me? Like, can you do like, I mean, geez, I, Louise, dude, no, I, I'm the idiot, right? That's what it's talking about. I, I can touch on that. So I can tell you that, you know, when I was a foreman, the way I ran things was totally different. People that worked for me, shit, seven, eight, 10 years ago. I was the biggest asshole you ever met. They'd be calling my dad. Justin was mean to me. Well, after you fucked up sleeping the floor three times, you know, on top of anger issues, really, when I was younger, I've had to learn how to control yeah. myself, right? Um, for the good. But yeah, there's a difference in, in a boss and a leader, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously. And I used to be that typical boss, ran on fear, I'd holler, cuss, uh, you know, you want something done right, do it yourself. You're all stupid, mm -hmm. right? Versus now, it's, you know, obviously takes a little more patience. You have, to, as you grow older, uh, not everybody, um, especially in business, 
you lose yourself. Hmm. You have to refine who you are. It's it's almost like I I swear I had an early midlife crisis when I went to business. I went and bought a sports car and all kind of shit I couldn't afford. I was losing my mind, and I really had to figure out who I was again. Hmm. And um, I, I realized there's a saying: to have more than you've ever had, you have to become more than you've ever been. And, hmm. You know, I take that seriously. Like in the mornings, I have a set morning routine. I'm up at five thirty every morning. I walk the dogs. Um, I have an hour where I listen to, you know, mindset podcast. I don't know if you've ever listened to or heard of Rob Dial, the mindset mentor. Uh-uh, I'm going to write it down. It's, it's it Rob great. Dial? Yep. Rob Dial, mindset mentor. So I, I listen to him on Audible. Um, and I've been doing that for shit, well over a year, year and a half now. And, you know, back when I was a foreman or even in the early days being an owner, when I had an install, you know, if you don't have a set morning routine, you don't plan your day. Your if you your day runs you, and it's just it's just chaos all day. You run, you know, you get up. Oh, I'm late. You're running out the door, and you're not in charge of your life. You know what I'm saying? And uh, at yeah. a certain yeah, a certain point in time, I figured out. You know, you know, one common thing of all the successful people, you know, say Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, all these big names. They all have set morning routines, mm -hmm. right? And um, also, I mean, I'm the biggest asshole you ever met if I don't have my me time. Like my <laughs> office is my sanctuary. So I come into the office, you know, crack open a Red Bull, say what you will. Uh, and I'll put on the um, the podcast. And then after that- not monster, man. You know, you're fine, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a good substitute from the things my younger days cut me a break. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I do that and then I have a whole set routine, other books and this or that. And I literally have my entire day structured. Um, I learned as a business owner. So let's back up your whole life. You're used to people telling you what to do. You're a kid. Your parents tell you what, when, why, how you go to school. You got teachers. You get a job. You got a boss. Mm -hmm. So I kind of lost myself in that stage in the early years when I was my boss. Nobody told me what to do. I could do whatever. But that comes with consequences. You know, uh, you're going to feel it personally. Yeah, I could lay in fucking bed all day. My guys are out there. Okay, cool. Uh, that's just going to bite you in the ass real fucking quick. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And here recently, I was doing too many tasks, wearing too many hats. because We are a small family business trying to grow. And like I said, you don't want to do that too quick. You're going to overload yourself and burn out. And it's just going to all go to shit. You got to take in the knowledge and slowly transition. But, yeah, I, I was wearing... Too many hats and I'm juggling too many tasks. I'm I'm calling this lead. I'm following up with this. Send the invoice, the contract. Oh, the guy's called, got a problem. Order, dude, all over. Couldn't keep it. I was going insane. And this was not long ago. And I'm like, dude, something's got to change. I got to change something. And, um, and it sounds like, was it Justin, the, the, was it the, what was the, the catalyst to the change? Was it just like, I'm done freaking doing this? every day anymore like well it was the, you know, and this was not long ago it's you know as a leader you're so busy pouring into others per se refilling their cup but if you don't have a coach a mentor somebody filling yours up which i didn't at the time i was depleted mentally physically emotionally spiritually i was just drained i was you know just it, it was it's pretty bad like a mental uh bad mental place to be when you're just constantly you're that guy for everybody and they don't need it like, oh, well, you know, they don't have a worry in the world. We got Justin. Well, guess what? 
Justin don't have a Justin. Just you know, I am my Justin. I, I have to <laughs> dig deep. And um, shit takes a toll as a leader. You need to have, uh, you know, like-minded friends and peers and coaches and mentors because, dude, it gets exhausting. You you will end up in a super bad place mentally. I can tell you from experience. But like every storm in life, I fought it. I came out stronger on the other side, and I was like, I got to make changes. And that's what I did. So my entire day now is like is, is structured. You know, there's there's a lot of ways to do it, a lot of programs or apps, whatever. But um, I got this app called Structured. And it's like a basically like a, a daily, a digital daily planner. Hmm. Everything to the T gives me notifications, uh, alerts when to do this, when to do that. And now I'm finding balance because that chaos was just, you know, not working. And then that's when I just recently got my wife on as admin assistant. Um, because I just I did it for so long. You gotta think, I'm approaching year number five in business and I'm wearing, you know, all these hats and you know. The guys are out there installing and they have their issues and you know everybody thinks oh the owners got it sweet they're behind a desk and look at this and that they got all this money and do not understand you know they do not understand that the life we live that our perspective you know we can always under or i can understand theirs because i've been in their position mm-hmm. but you can understand mine i don't expect you to i don't need a pity party i'm not even going to tell you half the shit, but you know it's a lot so to take this journey, you you have to um, you have to recreate yourself, basically. You know, mm-hmm. it's not until you're broken until you can. You know, so yeah, man, I yeah, I love all of that, um, and I think it's so important for this industry. Um, you know, there's there's no you know, it's not like HVAC garage doors. You know, where you got a Tommy Mello, you got Ken Goodriches, you have all these tons of eight figure, nine figure companies, associations, coaching pro. I mean, you have so many things available. What I noticed in this industry, there's, there's just not that much available compared to others, um, which I don't think is right. And I, and, and I also think it takes kind of guys like you leading the way, whether it's Jeff gears, whether there's other guys out there that are leading the way, um, but also turning back around, um, and elevating the industry, um, professionalizing the industry. Um, I do think that this industry can be as big as garage doors, HVAC, plumbing, roofing, things like that, uh, over the next five to 10 years. I really do believe that. Um, if, you know, there's more companies like you, more guys like you just elevating, constantly elevating. Um, cause I noticed that like the better human I am outside of work, the better human I am at work, you know, um, and um, these conversations, I think, are really important, and I love that we're having them. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, about because another thing about what you mentioned, um, like a pivotal moment, was what was the group. But and we talk about mentors, we talk about personal development, um, and you touched on um, mentoring a couple other people. Could you talk about that a little bit, like how important it is for you to uh, not only just learn yourself and elevate yourself, but also turn back around and see if there's any hands that you can kind of grab and you know pull up with you. So for me, that's one of the reasons I created Badass too. For me, it's it's always been a passion to help others uh, provide knowledge and to uplift. I mean, I don't know what it is, but, it, you know, I find joy in it. It's very rewarding, you know, because, you know, some of us have traveled the, uh, you know, the road less traveled, the bumpier road. And if we can provide insight and knowledge to the next cat, the next generation, they don't have to make the mistakes we did. It took me 16 years to get here, 
I, these days it can be done in a fraction of the time. If you, if you listen to somebody that's already done it. Mm-hmm. So why go through that? And, you know, we're all, we're all built different. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that I, I think that I was meant to go through everything that I did just so I could help others. So they don't have to, you know, Yeah, I, I feel that for, you know, the industry, for my kid, for my guys, I've, I've lived a, 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 a rough life when I was younger. I've overcame a lot of obstacles that should have broke me, probably would have broke others. Uh, and I'm still here. And I use all that, um, keep moving forward and, and teach others. And, you know, it's always refreshing when, when I go to Vegas, water concrete, and uh, I'm walking around, hey, Blake and shit. And I'm like, you know, I don't know who it is because I'm just used to like profile pictures and names. And <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've been there and these guys come up to me and they're like, man, you changed my life. You inspired me. You did this. And I'm like, take it back. Yeah, you know, and I'm trying to be, you know, badass, but on the inside and getting, you know, <laughs> it gets me right in the filler, and uh, it means a lot, you know, because they're like they see somebody like me who, um, you know, I got it out the mud, literally pouring concrete. What, wasn't nothing handed to me, um, mm-hmm. you know. I followed my dad's footsteps, uh, but I created this myself, um, my business. Um, you know, I think that I, I kind of, or I've been told that I, I have inspired others. They see my journey. And, uh, you know, it gave them, I guess, the confidence to jump in and do it. And that's freaking awesome. So, yeah. What would you recommend for, cause there's, there's how many people in your group right now? I believe right at or hair under 13,000. Yeah. And it's like, you know, what would you recommend to some companies in there that are not reaching out, that are not posting, not asking questions, kind of just in there, like, what would you recommend for them? Like as next steps of like, if they're in a similar spot that you were like, what do you think that they should be doing to kind of get, I would say create some momentum kind of like you did. So like the people in the group sitting back, just observing and watching. Yep. Yep. And the guy know. that's probably listening to this, that relates, but like, what should that person do next steps? Like posting the group? Should they like, what should they do? Start commenting? How do they get, you know, I, I would, yeah, I, I would say, you know, the old saying, you know, there is no stupid question. However, you know, at the end of the day, we are still a bunch of rough neck concrete guys. And some of these guys are drunk on Friday night. And if you ask something, some dickhead's going to think that he's better than you. And he's going to say some shit. But my inbox is always open. And a lot of guys already use that. Um, message me, call me. Um, many times a day, people call me and, and I'm helping them troubleshoot their job site, um, what their issue is. Um, and I got no problem with that. So, you know, I'm, I myself is a, I'm a tool for the industry per se. So, you know, I, I'm not hid behind some, um, wall and a special extension to get to me to hit a Facebook messenger. You know, I'm right there, you know, so <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty easy, uh, accessible. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I, I do the same thing early on in, uh, in my, in my, um, career. Um, I was, a, so I was a coach for a company called the seven figure agency. Um, Danny Brayer's in there. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else in there. Um, but anyways, I was a coach in there, uh, and I would coach, you know, 12, 15 different agencies at a time. And I found myself having this massive abundant mindset and just like, I made it available. Hey, anything at all, just let me know what, let me know. And I, and I really liked that grew the business, stopped doing that. You know, I'm too busy now. Right. I've been getting back into that and God, it feels so good. I talked to a guy this morning, 45 minutes. And it's a guy that 
literally is in Mesa, Arizona, right? You know, competing with Cardinal and spent 45 minutes and he um, had a fencing company in Washington, wants to start an epoxy company here. And I just laid a bunch of things out for him. He was so taken back. He was like, man, you're sharing all this stuff. We're competitors. I'm like, Dude, we're not competitors. Dude, this is, there's millions of people in this area. Like it's going to be fine. There's plenty of concrete. And that felt so good to get like for him to kind of receive that. I pointed him in the direction of my group, your group, things like that. And I feel like if everyone's doing things like that, it, it can really change the game. And I saw Tommy doing that, you know, and that really inspired me. So I love that you mentioned that. So guys, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, live or on the replay or anything at all, just, you know, reach out, start networking. Your network is your net worth. Reach out, reach out, ask questions, ask questions, meet people on a first name basis, get away from the screen. That way, when you go to World of Concrete or the the concrete in the coatings mastermind that Pete Johnson is throwing, and I think you're speaking at, right? Yes, sir. And um, like go to those events, um, go meet people, like get out from the screen, get out from the day to day. Um, that type of momentum and activity for me completely changed my life too. So that, that's why I wanted to dig into it a little bit. Cause I think it's so important that that first step can really change your, your entire trajectory of your life, your business. Uh, if you, if you let it. Um, well, and, and not only that knowledge of, of the, you know, the trade, but Mm-hmm. It, it is a, a roller coaster. It is a journey, a mental journey. And, uh, you know, you need to surround yourself with like-minded people because I think we all get stuck in thinking it's only me experiencing this. Nobody mm-hmm. understands because people in your circle don't understand it. I mean, nobody else does. Many mm-hmm. of us in business have been through these stages, the ups and the mm-hmm. downs. Dude, you have high highs and low lows. One minute, you, you want a $75,000 job on top of the world. Can't nothing touch you. Next minute, you're down on your ass on your luck and you could be getting a repo notice or, you know, they didn't pay for this or that, waiting on this. Dude, it's high highs and low lows and that mental game, it uh, it can get rough. It's good to surround yourself with people who who understand and can support you like that on, on the back end. So, yeah. And you have to be vulnerable, too, like because, you know, to get close with people um, and to be in a place where you're open-minded to that feedback, you know, that's honest, not what you want to hear. Cause right. Our team members and people around us usually tell us what we want to hear sometimes. And, but like somebody like in a different setting, it's going to tell you what you want to hear um, or tell you the truth. Right. Not, not what you want to hear. Um, even, you know, you and I had a quick phone call, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, it was short, but I'm telling you, I walked away from that. And I was, I felt so good. Cause I was like, dude, Someone actually understands, man, this feels freaking awesome, you know, and you didn't probably feel anything great about it. But I, I, you know, I felt like, you know, I was just like, man, this is cool. You know, Um, I'm surprised. And (laughs) it it always it always is cool to um, have similar stories and go through the same things and you can relate because a lot of times being the quote unquote fearless leader. Um, a lot of our stuff is internalized and we still have wives and kids and families and we carry this weight with us and it's rough, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's good to have a band of brothers you can talk with because you're not the only one. Um, you know, that's why mindset is so important in, in, when, when, as an entrepreneur, because you're going to go through so many peaks and valleys. It is going to rip you a new one, chew you up and spit you out. And you have to really work on becoming the, the next best version of yourself and constantly improving. Um, you know, there's a saying, I don't know, you know, all the pretty words, but 
basically, you know, your business is only going to grow as far as the owner, right? So for your business to, to step up and level up, the owner has to step up and level himself up personally. Mm-hmm. And it is a journey. So, you know, it, you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. I've always done it X, Y, Z, and it's always worked this way. Okay. Well, how it is now, it's always going to be that way. Is that, are you good with that? Okay. No, you want more. Okay. Then you have to be more right. Hmm. So, yeah, I love that. It's so true. Um, yeah. And I've been, you know, a lot of it just is digesting well for me. Cause I've, you know, a lot of lessons this year for me personally. Um, I want to ask you, you know, as, as a seasoned, you know, professional here in this space. Um, and I know you're on this journey, but, um, how are you approaching the balance between, um, you know, the, the, the business concrete coatings and then, um, like making money from the business. And then also like the artisan element of like, you know what I mean? Like, like treating this as a business and then also thinking about like the artisan side of it. Like, do you kind of struggle with that or balance that out at all? I guess I need a little more clarity there. Like I, you know, I, well, I notice you know, we're coaching clients now, um, on, 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 on marketing sales systems and the business, um, on how to do that. And then also the agency clients over the past couple of years, we are in our fifth year in business now too, in the marketing company. And I've just noticed there's, I think different business owners in this space that think about the business as like pure business, like, Hey, I'm going to build this and, and, and we're gonna be profitable. And they don't care as much as, um, you know, I'm not going to say they don't care about product or doing good work, but, um, they're not as so concerned with doing metallics and all the, you know, creating the magic, but it's more about business. Like, you know, and then there's also another crowd where I notice it's like, um, you know, overlays and the metallics are huge and it's more about being like an artisan versus like, I'm going to do this business model. You know what I mean? So yeah, for me, um, obviously I'm small, but even when I grow, you know, it'll remain the same. For me, it took 16 years to build the Blankenship name. To me, there's a it, it holds a lot of weight. There's a lot behind that. There's a quality to be expected with the name. And I spent all these years building that name and a quality. And then, you know, to grow and scale my business, I had to get somewhat hands off and, and back up and pass it over to my guys you're going to have hiccups along the way you're going to have a client or two unhappy they're going to do something stupid knock a bucket over <laughs> whatever it is and um put on your customer service hat uh make it right but to me you know there is no failure it's it's fell forwards right every quote-unquote failure is a lesson mm-hmm. and then I, I i have a, a speak uh, a speech with my guys and we talk about it we're like okay so this happened what do we do now to ensure that never happens again? So every issue makes us better. And then, you know, we've had a few issues. I'll explain to the customer, hey, you know, we're in a transition phase right now. Um, I do apologize. I appreciate your feedback. It's only going to help us get better and grow. And they love hearing shit like that when you fuck up. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I do. I do take all of it. And instead of the old boss mentality, cracking the whip, hollering at my guy, you son of a, you know, and yelling at him. It's like, all right, guys, so this happened. And uh, I just give him a, you know, a, a nice little speech talking to him in, in a certain manner that it flips it back on them and accountability and what the situation that you just put me in this business in 
you don't have to haul and scream at them. Now they feel bad. If, if they're not a psychopath, they're going to have guilt mm-hmm. and they're going to want to strive to do better. Um, and that's what being a, a leader is, is um, teaching responsibility, accountability. So now if something happens, you know, the old thing, shit rolls downhill, right? Yeah. So, you know, if something happens, my foreman ultimately knows it's on him, right? Whether, you know, he told the guy to do it. He did, he did this, he did that. It comes down to leadership. Even though it was the other guy's per se fault, I don't do excuses. I don't do whining. I don't do complaining. I do results. I, I'm all about accountability. So my foreman will say, you're right, my bad. Won't happen again. Every time. It's not, oh, well, I told so-and-so and this. It's, it's none of that game. It's not going to get you nowhere. So, you know, man up, take it as a lesson, move on, learn and grow. Yeah, I love that, man. Um so to wrap this up a little bit, um, I want to ask you two questions. So um, what is the uh, best advice you ever received? And then the worst advice you ever received? And you can answer it however you'd like, you know. Now, I've received so much over the years. But the, <laughs> one, that just, the one that just came right to my brain instantly, I'm going to throw that out. It's some good advice. I don't know who said it. I think probably many. But they said, you know, when you start a business, stay as small as you can for as long as you can. Because you don't want to rush that. There, there, it's uh, especially your first business. You're new. It, it's, it's a cycle. It's a roller coaster. You have to you have to go through all this and make it out. And you can't rush it. Um, I'm on year five. And now to the point where I've caught myself at a certain level of maxed out stagnant. And I, I, I don't like stagnant. I got to I got to go up. But it takes a lot of work for me to get there. Um, don't don't rush it. Um, the worst advice probably is a generic saying. Everybody says, you know, fake it till you make it. No, don't fake it till you make it. Fucking read a book, learn, ask somebody, <laughs> get a coach. Come ask somebody like me who used to be a dumbass. We, we can tell you what not to do. Dumbass to badass, right? right. That would be a so, good little clip. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we'll be able to tell you all the shit that we did that, probably wouldn't recommend you know so yeah i think we could uh share a lot of those stories and uh, tell a lot of stories of what not to do you know yeah so you yeah, know yeah some of us been around a while we, we've kind of you know at least paved the way on what not to do you know so yeah for sure old saying you know um do as i say not as i do right like don't do what i did you know let me get you on game and do this you know <laughs> Yeah, man, I love that. Um, to wrap this up, uh, is is today the last day for the award uh, or, or or the competition of like you and Isaiah for for the mastermind with the, the discount code? I believe it was actually yesterday. That okay, we tried to put on a little competition, but regardless, uh, I'm glad you threw that out there. Um, February 26th, a one day um, concrete coating and mastermind event. It's in Dallas, Texas from eight to uh, five. Now the link is on badass. We could probably throw it up over here as well, Ryan. Um, But yeah, if you, you know, purchase the ticket and then you put in code Blankenship, you will get, uh, I believe 25% off and that's nifty. We got it right here. (laughs) So now. Yeah, you got um, Joshua, you have Danny Brera, great company, great guy. Uh, Pete Johnson, great guy, great company. Isaiah doing incredible. I mean, I 
I just see what this guy does. And I'm like blown away. You got you right here. Well, had to put me behind Isaiah. Why couldn't I go in front of Isaiah? <laughs> you know, I better speak before him. So you have Marco coding launch. Um, he used to work here. Victor, uh, Jody, um, who's actually a phenomenal um, coaching program there. So anyways, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff here that I think well, everyone. Yeah, should and to go back here. down, you got Bob Harris. So those of you don't, I mean, a lot of you do know, but um, those who don't. So, you know, Bob and Leanne Harris, um, they're, they're pretty much the ones that originally for the most part paved the way Bob is pretty much referred to as the godfather of the industry. And uh, I like to think he's a good friend. He lives 20 minutes down the road. So, um, you know, he, his wife is a badass, like how mine is out there in the trenches, a uh, little bitty thing like my wife out there, you know, putting in work. And, um, you know, me and Vanessa was blessed with the opportunity a while back to go over there, hang out. They cooked us dinner. We stayed the night, had a few drinks, made us breakfast. And it was wow. cool to hear them tell me and Vanessa how they're fans of ours because, you know, we're fans of theirs like like so many. Um you know, hey, we left with his his um his book signed. He has whole manuals and DVDs, and you know that's that's the man right there for sure. So to that's be a awesome. speaker at an event where they are, uh, that is truly humbling. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and you guys just go right in here, secure tickets. Um, and then uh, there is a place where you can put in your your um your discount codes, and your code again is is what Blankenship, my last name. So you put in code Blankenship. Um, you'll receive 25% off. So, um, yeah, you do got journal admission, VIP. It takes off uh, a nice little chunk of change. So that's for sure. Yeah, now, for sure. I do. Awesome, have, yeah, I believe I have a 45-minute presentation basically regards to, you know, how I went from employee to owner to now almost hands-off growing and scaling. And I'm not quite there all the way, but I'm learning and I'm going to share everything that I've, I've learned and, and still learning. So, yeah, man. I love it. Well, thanks so much for being on, man. We'll have to do it again. Um, and uh, make sure you guys go, you know, if you're not in um, Justin's Facebook group, it's called Badass Concrete Polishers and Decorative Concrete Masters. Um, join that group. I'll come back through and um, I'll I'll put the link to the event um, and uh, put a link to his Facebook group as well. But go in there uh, as well. And we'll see you guys next week. Um, tomorrow, just so everyone remembers, tomorrow we do have a webinar um, with contractor staffing on how to find a player, uh, employees and how to retain them. That is at 11 AM, uh, mountain standard time, which is, uh, 10 AM Pacific time and, um, 1 PM Eastern time. Uh, and that'll be live here in the group. Uh, and outside of that guys have an amazing week and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it. For sure. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.